It's a warm spring evening here at Luis de Camoes Square in Praia, the capital city of Cape Verde. It's the start of Holy Week, and while the citizens of this country gear up for the weekend's Easter celebrations, this Cola group from the island of Santo Antao is filling the square with the sounds of their drums and whistles to mark the start of a music-packed week. Tonight marks the opening of the Atlantic Music Expo, and hundreds of artists, journalists and music industry professionals have come to the city for the event, which aims to promote Cape Verdean music culture and provide a platform for emerging artists to showcase their talent over the next four days. There will be a lot to hear. Hello, Georges Collinet with you on Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. Today we take you to Cabo Verde, a music-rich island chain in the Atlantic Ocean lying a few hundred miles off the coast of West Africa. This year's Atlantic Music Expo has once again brought us a wide variety of talented artists. And we are here to share some of their sounds and stories. We'll hear a wide range of music from a traditional women's batuk percussion group to some heavy-hitting hip-hop from a new generation of young conscious rappers. But first, listen to Beso Doru, the latest single from 24-year-old Elida Almeida, one of Cape Verde's rising stars. <laughs> singer Elida Almeida with Beso de Oru. I'm Georges Collinet with We Are All Creole, the Atlantic sound of Cape Verde on Afropop Worldwide. Major support for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities and the National Endowment for the Arts. We're ready to hear some fresh new music at the Atlantic Music Expo. But before we hit the festival, let's drop in on one of the band's rehearsals. <laughs> 
This is Terra Branca, a popular neighborhood in Praia, which local Batuk group Tradison di Terra calls home. We navigate through some unnamed gravel and dirt streets to arrive at the home of Dona Fica, the band's president. A tall tree provides shade in the courtyard as the musicians get ready for their daily rehearsal. All of them chatty, relaxed and joyful on a beautiful warm afternoon. Out in the street, a dog yelps and a few young boys, sons of the musicians, kick a soccer ball around. Every day, the 12 women and one young man who make up this band get together after work for a batuk session, bringing together percussion, call and response singing and dance. the sound of batuk. The musicians are playing a simple percussion instrument, a ball of cloth covered with leather, held between the legs and hit with their bare hands. They overlay odd and even measures to create a relentless polyrhythmic feel. Although the structure is simple, a lot of the power of Batuk lies in the dynamic evolution of each song. The well-rehearsed group brings the volume up and down, leading up to a climax. It's at this point that one of the performers steps forward, ties a cloth around her waist and begins to dance, swinging her hips with sharp movements while quickly flexing her knees, the cloth bouncing and spinning. It's a joyful sight to behold as she dances, encouraged by the players and singers with their bright smiles. Once she's done, she takes a seat to signal the end of the song. But the rhythm continues. We are a group of traditions of the earth. My Cizina. Dona Fica explains, Batuk is arguably the oldest form of music in Cape Verde. It comes from Santa Catarina, the western part of the island of Santiago, where we are now. It was repressed by Portuguese colonial power for a long time because of its African roots. It was even banned in the urban areas for some time, but lived on in the countryside. And today, many groups on the island of Santiago keep the tradition alive. The musicians of Tradison di Terra have been involved in batuk from a young age. As children, they would go and listen to their fathers and mothers play and learn from them. Sometimes, they'd even go back home and make their own makeshift percussion instruments with plastic bags instead of lather. Dona Fica and her colleagues formed this group 15 years ago. They were all women from various careers who shared their passion for batuk and decided to start this project. Since then, they've performed around Cape Verde and even in Algeria and Senegal. Let's hear them live from the Atlantic Music Expo in Praia. Mm -hmm. 
performance is relentless, as the beat never stops between songs. It quiets down as one song ends, but picks up again when the lead singer launches into the next call and response exchange. Audience really starts cheering when the dancing starts. It's always impressive and powerful, but this time it's even more exciting because the dancer is not a woman, but a young man. You see, batuk is traditionally a form of music performed exclusively by women. Although Donafica starts out by claiming that she adheres strictly to tradition, we can't say her band isn't open to new things. The young men who now play with the band are friends or family from the same neighborhood and have been around the group for years. They were always interested in batuk and eager to join in. Initially, they were only allowed to dance, but soon they learned how to play the percussion rhythms as well. And now they sing. Well, that's not the only place where Tradison di Terra allow themselves to go beyond tradition. On their album Mujer Caboverdiana, or Cape Verdian Woman, they feature a more produced sound complete with bass guitar, drum kit and gaita, the iconic accordion which is heard in upbeat funana. It definitely makes the music more accessible, but it's hard to compare to witnessing the music and dance together in an intimate environment. In any case, the energy is there, as are the beautiful voices and rhythms. This one is Papilla Cugubernu from Tradison di Terra's album. Ya, 
pote Nyozo jamia sebo bia kugobenu Kaminyo mwuni kinta waiki still in Don Africa's courtyard with the cool evening breeze drifting over us. Well, that was a taste of batuk, arguably the oldest Cape Verdean music style. Now, we'll move on to see what else musicians are up to nowadays. But before we do, there's someone we really need to talk about. Lá nasceu boi um estrela Que cata brilha When I heard the first time Cesare Ivor, I was like, wow, you know, like incredible, like the voice, like the connection with the universe. So I spent like maybe six years hearing stuff from Capo Verde and more Cesare Ivor because she's the most famous or popular. That was Algerian musician Nejim Bouizoul from the band La Besse who was also in Praia for this year's Atlantic Music Expo. He's right, Cesaria Evora is without a doubt Cape Verde's most famous singer. It was not until she was in her mid-40s that her music career really took off in the 1980s. But in a few short decades, she built an international career that put Cape Verde on the musical map for a global audience. Although she passed away in 2011, she continues to be cherished as a national treasure and is for many foreigners an entry point into Cape Verdean music, as she was for Nejim. Lá nasceu um boi um estrela Que cata brilha Pina mar boi um areia Que cata moia if you didn't already know it, that was Petit Pays by the late Cesaria Evora, paying homage to her country. Thank you, Cesaria, for all of your wonderful music. Now, let's head over to the Palacio Il Dolobo, where the Atlantic Music Expo's daytime showcases are in full swing. 
producer Alejandro Vincent Escobar is on site hearing from some of the young singers and instrumentalists who are carrying on Cape Verdean musical traditions in their own ways. Music pours out of the Palacio Ildolobo onto the Rua Amilcar Cabral atop Praia's central plateau. The building is a sort of multi-purpose cultural center. There's a stage set up in the inner courtyard with a wide array of journalists, music industry professionals, and musicians cramming in to see and hear the many artists who are presenting their sound to a new audience. That's Lucy Bella Santos on stage at the Atlantic Music Expo with her band, handpicked for the occasion and featuring none other than Kaku Alves, who played guitar with Cesaria Evora. Lucy Bella is from the island of Sao Vicente, the birthplace of Coladeira. She grew up singing with her family and formed a band in high school. She's always been passionate about traditional Cape Verdean music, in particular the Morna and Coladeira styles. For Lucy Bella, the question of her influences and tastes is simple. This traditional music has been with her for her whole life, and she's been singing it for over 10 years. Her repertory consists mostly of classic songs, which many in the audience enthusiastically recognize, and which she delivers with a touching and slightly nonchalant manner. Difficult not to draw obvious comparisons with Cesaria Evora. Here, she performs a version of Pontine Pontine, a famous song by singer Bana, who himself was given the title King of Morna.
É uma história de chão para comer vela Onde no vidro é assim que ela é lá Este é que lá conta um bom Sempre é da crescente um tom É uma história de chão para comer vela Onde no vidro é assim que ela é lá singer who I met was Elida Almeida. Although she wasn't performing at this year's Atlantic Music Expo, she was around town, getting ready for the weekend event which always follows the expo, the Creole Jazz Festival. We spoke together in French, a language that she studied in school and uses regularly throughout her work with her record label, none other than Rusafika, the same label which launched Cesaria Evora's career in 1988. Je suis Elida Almeida, je suis chanteuse capverdienne, j'ai 24 ans. Elida explains that she grew up in a small rural town in the island of Santiago that to this day doesn't have electricity. Her only source for fun growing up was the radio, and that's how she started singing from a young age. She was very quick to learn all the lyrics to the songs that she heard and would sing along with the radio day and night. Her first strong contact with music, she says. There aren't really many music schools in Cape Verde, Elida explains. It is not a common practice to study music in such a formal way. If she had any kind of formal training, it was in her church, she says, where she sang songs. She also spent a period of time working at a local radio station, which helped expand her musical horizons. Lots of singers in Cape Verde come from the church, says Elida. Isn't that similar everywhere? She's heard the same story about Beyoncé. It's a real school, she explains, where one can learn a lot of things. How to project one's voice, how to harmonize. 
She's thankful for that musical upbringing. Erida explains that, having grown up on the island of Santiago, her musical background is less focused on morna and coladeira. And instead, she cites batuk, funana, and tabanca as styles that she grew up singing, with a particularly danceable and festive sound, as we heard on Besudoru at the start of this program. That's the latest single from her new EP, Junta Gujer. And since Erida has begun to gain recognition over the past few years, she's also had the opportunity to tour extensively. In 2015, she won an award from French public service radio network, RFI, Radio France International, which led to a 16-country tour of the African continent. She says that her whole trip through Africa can be found in this one song, Era Mentira, also off of her last EP. Sounds like someone to pay attention to, that's for sure. Visit our website, afropop.org, for exclusive mixes and features, and a full playlist of all the excellent music that you are hearing on today's program. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. We are back at the Palacio Ildo Lobo at Cape Verde's Atlantic Music Expo with producer Alejandro Van Zandt Escobar. Bonjour, je m'appelle Silvano Sanchez, je suis capverdien, j'habite en Suisse. Back at the Palacio Ildo Lobo, we're checking out Silvano Sanchez, a Swiss-based Cape Verdean guitarist and singer who also performs traditional music from his home country. Though he's come to the Atlantic Music Expo with a unique project. He's performing live with Kalajula, a duo consisting of Malian guitarist Samba Diabate and Vincent Zanetti, a multi-instrumentalist from Switzerland. With a subtle smile, Vincent describes himself as a member of the first generation of white djembe players, and has been a serious student of Malian music for 35 years, performing here on djembe and kora. Samba Diabate and Vincent Zanetti have been collaborating as Kalajulu in Switzerland for several years. But this is a brand new project with Silvano Sanchez, and it's only the third time that they share the stage. Having grown up in Cape Verde, Silvano is influenced by traditional Cape Verdean music. 
Batuk, Funana, Kola Tabanka, Morna, Kola Deira. He's been inspired by many of the artists who compose in those styles. But music for him remains something personal, which allows him to express what he feels on a daily basis. As such, he seems open to expanding beyond typical traditional boundaries. For Silvano, in the context of working with Kalajuru, these are all African rhythms. And he feels comfortable mixing rhythms from Senegal and Mali in with his traditional Cape Verdean music. What results is a spontaneous and natural collaboration bringing together West African music styles in an uncommon way. Silvano was not the only Cape Verdean who lives in Europe or North America and is back for the Atlantic Music Expo. After all, it's a country that has more citizens living abroad than at home. Young singer-songwriter Ade da Costa is another such example. He grew up in the island of Mayo, next to Santiago, but moved to Tenerife in the Canary Islands in Spain to pursue pharmaceutical studies. He's been based there since and is here at the Atlantic Music Expo with a band of Spanish musicians who he's been working with. Ade and his band have a lot of mutual respect and appreciation, he explains. His project is based on traditional Cape Verdean music, and he's looking to give it a different type of sound, something he's doing with his collaboration with these Spanish musicians. He describes Cape Verde as exotic and cosmopolitan, and that's something he wants to reflect in his music. Music 
For Ade, Cape Verde has always been a country of mixtures, bringing together culture from Brazil, Africa, Portugal. He's not interested in drawing boundaries between traditional Cape Verdean music and other styles. Of course, his base is always from Cape Verde. When he was growing up, Ade listened to heavyweights in the Cape Verdean scene. Javan, Betu, Ildo Lobo, who the building we're in now is named after, Palacio Ildo Lobo. Though Ade also describes himself as very romantic and has a soft spot for Spanish pop star Alejandro Sanz. Yet like the other young singers we've heard, Ade's musical education has also been informal, a result of listening to the radio and learning from other musicians in his community. It presents some challenges when collaborating with more formally trained musicians. When he first joined his band in Spain, he had difficulty keeping in time with them, he says. Though, as Ade explains, even though there's a lack of professional training, this is a country in which music runs through our veins. All right, thanks, Alejandro. Well, let's see what else is going on around Praia. We're going to check out the Sucupira Market at the foot of Praia's central plateau. Inside this sprawling covered bazaar, we find a bit of shade from the blazing late morning sun. The place is full of smells, sounds and colors as we pass through dozens and dozens of stands selling rice, vegetables, incense, clothing, shoes and pretty much anything one might want or need. Of course, we quickly gravitate towards one of the music stalls to see what they have to offer. Here we speak to Dulce, who runs the shop with her baby son next to her propped up on the counter. As she stands in front of a rack of old CDs, we ask her about her business. Unfortunately, Dulce says, she doesn't sell much of anything these days. As more and more people copy music illegally on USB keys and even share music over Bluetooth. But when people do buy, what are they looking for? Morna, coladeira and the uptempo funana are among the most popular requests for both local and foreign shoppers. But kizomba music, a dance style that originated in Angola, is also very popular and is played heavily in discotheques, she says. Kizomba, funana, R&B. Hip-hop too is popular here. Dulce mentions Elio Battaglia as one of the bigger names of the moment, an opinion which seems to be widely shared. We ran into him at the Atlantic Music Expo. He was featured in one of the showcases last year. At just 26, Elio is part of a generation of socially conscious and politically engaged rappers in Cape Verde. He's from Ponta d'Agua, a working-class suburb of Praia, which has a strong hip-hop scene. He's confident and charismatic, 
and in conversation proves to be sharp and critical. Elio had a challenging childhood, having lost his father at the age of nine. Today, Elio seeks to talk about the problems that affect contemporary Cape Verdean society and to question the lack of government initiative to fix them. He addresses criminality and drug abuse, but also prostitution and human trafficking. This is Chora Padentu by Elio Battaglia. Elio says hip-hop is big in Cape Verde. 
Kids, teenagers, lower class, middle class, upper class, everyone listens to hip-hop. And it seems there's a lot of rappers too. Yeah. MCs? <laughs> I forgot his MC. <laughs> Everybody's an MC in Cape Verde. Well, that's only the only place that feels that way. Amor vesta suja ante nu conchidreto. Segredo vesta passa baixo de um teto. Aquela história de Maria com seu dono peto. Corpo cheio cicatriz mas continua quieto. Maria dentro Let's hear from some of the other rappers on the scene here in Cape Verde. Bigzi Patronato, América o Verde. That's Big Z Patronato, also from the Ponta d'Agua neighborhood in Praia. He is 24 years old, and you may be wondering where his name comes from. Big Z, well, Big Z comes from Big Zero. He explains, as a kid, he was not very confident and felt as if he was a zero. As he got older, he decided to wear his former insecurity with pride. And now he is Big Z. Like Elio Battaglia, Big Z Patronato makes conscious underground hip-hop, with which he tries to raise awareness. He is inspired by international hip-hop, but he's trying to say something about Cape Verdean society. His latest song, Maria, talks about some of the challenges women face in Cape Verde, focusing on gender-based violence. In the song, he encourages women to break their silence and to speak about their experiences in the hope of changing things. That was Maria by Big Z Patronato. If you don't speak Creole, well, you should check out the music video for Maria to get a sense of the story and feel for Big Z's neighborhood in Cape Verde. Check out Afropop.org after the show for features related to the program, including a playlist for some of our favorite music videos by the musicians featured here. So we've got a sense of what's coming out of Ponta d'Agua in Praia, on the island of Santiago. Now, let's hear from Kitty Bones, who's from the island of Sao Vicente, about 150 miles northwest of Santiago. 
Deixo piquenito assim a na algo para fazer civi grande Para viajar muito, sem um tem que ser um imigrante Alguém canta, moda alma na voz da cesárea Rocos de mal crescer, alguém marca moda bana E um concorda porque aquele lá com crê mais ou menos Fala de caberto, na melodia de boys e menos Diva de patch calls, mas na versão homem Para tu já não entender a música sem entender crioulo Meu nome é Skiddy Bones, I'm an artist from São Vicente Uh, and I do rap music and R&B. Kitty Bones was also featured at the Atlantic Music Expo showcase this year. On this song, Seve La Fora, he talks about the musical heritage of his country and what it means to him. I want to be something special, so I want to show that my music is beautiful. Like in the music, I say I want to take Cape Verde all over the world. Like Elio Battaglia, Kiddy Bones sees his music as a way to confront social issues in his country, something he approaches through storytelling. First, we, we have to drop a message that will shock. We go deep in, in, the, in the message so people can identify with the, the content of the music and feel it more than we used to do before. I have a music that I, I call Walk in the, in the Rain. It's like a metaphor for all the things that happen in the street, like drugs and, and in the music I, I talk about a young guy that go out and chill, but his mother is waiting for him. She doesn't sleep, and later they call his mother, and when she answered the phone, they say, yeah, your son is dead. My music is all, all about storytelling. This is Anda Natruva by Kitty Bones. Manhã de sol na casa, único fit saído. Tá preocupado essa ser fit, usa preservativo. Para mãe fit que tá cria, tá manter tudo pequenininho. Será que meu fit está dredo? Ele quer até dormir. Tanta coisa na sua cabeça que ele quer poder estar fora. Ele quer ter pressa, mas tudo hora, tá espiando a hora. Impaciente, tá esperar por uma notícia. E tá rezar para isso ser bom fit na polícia. Que é fácil resolver, ou pelo menos mais fácil. Que é pior, ele quer até aguentar que seu coração é frágil. E ele tá velha, 
Sou na ramete, quem pra pôr é baixar sem tensão Repente a fonte a toca, coração na mão Chave na jalargal, café tá na chão Walou o frio, te esperava, uma notícia grave Banha-me e abre porta com calé baixado Entre a cor andando a chuva e a camoia Esse tempo está até fogo lá fora E enquanto o vento cá para de soprar Uma notícia tem o meu tempo Manha ele só na casa, se a filha já está na street Te preocupou que é para ela, ele que devia ter saído Ela tem seu medo, as ruas estão perigosas Ele com o xeldredo sabe a maneira que ele é nervoso Ela cria alto esforço, mas já não com seus jovens Rebeldia com seus mães, cresceu para estar homem ele tem dois filhos, mas ele lembra-lhe mais de ser marido E que morre há três anos atrás, da trabalho lá para Madrid Ele tem criança só, desde que ele ficava viúva Mas mais grande a cada vez, mais cabeça dura Ele lembra aquele dia que ele leva-lhe para o hospital Outra semana riba que ele vai buscar-lhe na posta policial Rapendo móvel está a tocar, coração na mão Chave nos alargá-lhe, café está na chão O alô frio seguido, o que é que te está a acontecer? Of course, hip-hop isn't a traditional Cape Verdean music style, but these artists are serious about communicating their Creole Cape Verdean identity through their music. As we've seen, they address issues that relate to Cape Verde today, but there is also a focus on the language. On Elio Battaglia's new album, Cartas d'Alforia, there is a parental advisory style label in the lower right corner, which proudly claims Rap Criollo Sim Censura. Watch out, this is uncensored Creole rap. Although Portuguese remains the official language here, Cape Verdean Creole is the native language of virtually all citizens of the country. Está a cantar, os gajos. Está a cantar em português para ter notoriedade, etc. As Elio explains, rappers in Cape Verde don't rap in Portuguese. Whereas rappers in other Lusophone countries, such as Mozambique or Angola, might do it, in Cape Verde, it's very uncommon and even looked down upon to do so. So na criolo, ele vê se alguns palavras em inglês só para poder ficar mais sábia. É gira mesmo de de rappers que permite talvez não usa palavras não usa e palavras em inglês no meio mesmo. Big Z raps in Creole as well though he sprinkles some English words into his Creole rap, making it more commercial or good to the ear, as he says. They are basically English slang words that have become part of urban Creole here in Cape Verde. For Kitty Bones, adding some English is also a way to reach a wider audience. I rap and sing in, in Creole, but we do it in English too, because we, we want our music to go all over the world. I think we we have a, a different style of music, so people start to, to like us because a lot of rappers doing the same thing. And we trying to do a strange, a strange music, like something people don't use to see every day. When asked about Creole rap, 
Elio mentions a Portuguese rapper, Mota Jr., who himself raps in Cape Verdean Creole. Although he's always lived in Portugal, Mota Jr. spends so much time around Cape Verdean there that he picked up the language and has even built up a following in Cape Verde as a Creole rapper. Elio points out that his Creole is actually more pure than what he speaks in Ponta d'Agua, for example. So whereas traditional Cape Verdean music maintains a robust tradition that shows no signs of wavering, hearing from the urban hip-hop community tells us a little about the impact of American culture here. Yo, yo, Mopsa. <laughs> yo, it's not Creole. Uh, yeah. Yo, Mopsa. This is definitely something Elio has thought about. Although he doesn't consume so much national hip-hop, Elio listens to a lot of international rap from Mozambique, Portugal, Brazil, Angola. Brazil, he says, is a heavy weight in the international rap scene. It's interesting to note that he's focused on Lusophone hip-hop and not looking towards the United States for his main source of inspiration. No, a grande parte, a grande parte, não consideram ser africanos e não procuram aquele. Elio explains: If you were to ask a young Cape Verdean where do you want to go, what do you want to discover? Let's say USA, France, Portugal. Few would say Senegal, Egypt, South Africa. They're not interested in the history or in Africa. He sees this issue as important not just in terms of national identity as Africans, but also economically. Elio says it's far more interesting for Cape Verde, a country in the middle of the Atlantic, to stay close to Africa and serve as a platform to deliver services and other things to the continent. Economically, it would make a lot more sense than looking towards Europe and America. And we should also learn about the history of Africa. People don't know much about Africa in Cape Verde. Most people don't know anything. So what does it mean to have an event such as the Atlantic Music Expo, which is bringing journalists and music industry professionals from a lot of different places, but mostly from Europe and North America? Well, it's definitely a big opportunity. It is very good for this connection and everything, but when you go home, we still here in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. Because we don't we can even like swim to go to wherever yeah. <laughs> we want. Yeah. Even to go to the other island is very hard and uh, it's expensive. That's Jam Negin. He manages Elio Battaglia and is himself a hip hop and contemporary dancer. He's well aware of the challenges of building an artistic career when you're from an archipelago nation in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. I don't know what's going on in Fogo and in, in other islands. It's very hard to communicate. Yeah. And even artistically, we really are in a situation that we are strangers, you know? That's for sure. It's not like being in a country where a band can just rent a van and drive to lots of different cities on self-funded tour. Here, they need boats and planes. 
just to reach the audience in their own country, not to mention if they want to start to build an international following. It's not surprising then that it took so many decades for a woman with such a powerful and unique voice as Cesaria Evora to reach the rest of the world. Well, what's certain is that each new generation in Cape Verde continues to match the richness of their musical heritage with talent, dedication and creativity. It's on us to make sure we're listening year-round. Funding for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, and PRI, Public Radio International affiliate stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Additional support for Afropop Worldwide comes from The Brick, Celebrate Brooklyn Festival, a free performing arts summer festival featuring leading artists from around the world. More info at brickartsmedia.org slash bcbf. That's brickartsmedia.org slash bcbf. Thanks to Frederic Miguel and all the Atlantic Music Expo interpreters and staff for their support. Visit afropop.org for playlists and in-depth interviews with the artists. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Alejandro Vincent Escobar. And join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief photo engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Craig Allman and Stephanie Lebeau. Benning Air and C.C. Smith edit our website afropop.org. Our producer for new media is Akornefa Achia. And I'm Georges Collinet. Public Radio International.